Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised Christian radio. Praise the Lord. Amen. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion. Amen. This Holy Week. Praise God. We want to focus on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the infallible proofs of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice. God, that you touch hearts that are not saved, God. And those, oh God, who are skeptical to the point of believing the fallacy of atheism. God, would understand that they need to repent of their sin and trust the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, for their eternal salvation. That he did die on that cross, rise again from the dead on the third day, according to the Holy Scriptures, ascended up into heaven, and is coming back again to judge the quick and the dead. Lord, we give you thanks. Oh God, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name and encourage those who love you and are serving you, oh God, who are truly saved, oh God, to continue to walk with you and to be steadfast, unmovable in the faith, waiting for the trumpet to sound to meet you in the clouds and that they will forever be with you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion. Amen. The resurrection, the infallible proofs, hallelujah, of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The, the infallible proofs of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the Bible says in Acts chapter number one, amen. We want to go right now to Acts, the first chapter. The Bible says in Acts chapter number one, verse one, it says, The former treatise have I made all Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Verse two says, Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Now hear this in verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive. Hallelujah. After his passion by many infallible. Amen. I love that. Infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. God. Amen. Praise God. The Bible says, and read that verse three again, to whom also he showed himself alive. Praise God. After his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Amen. This, amen, this uh, particular book, the book of Acts was written by the beloved physician Luke, amen, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God, the Bible says. In other words, it's God breathed, amen. So brother Luke didn't just decide to write it down on his own, in, according to his own interpretation or, or, or by his own will, amen. The spirit of God, amen, came upon him and he wrote what is in the scripture, praise God. Amen. And so when he says the former treatise in verse one of Acts chapter one here, he's referring to the book of Luke. Amen. Luke's gospel. 
Amen. Of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Amen. Starting, of course, with the birth of Christ and all his miracles and Christ dying on the cross. Amen. And of course, in Luke's gospel, chapter 24, amen, talking about the resurrection of the Savior. Amen. And so now here in Acts chapter number one, the Bible refers to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he's talking about his passion. Amen. And the infallible proofs of his resurrection here in Acts chapter number one says, I'm going to read again to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. Amen. So Christ showed himself alive to his disciples. Amen. And not only to his disciples, but to multitudes of people. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, 500 brethren at one time. Praise God. And so the Bible tells us, amen, that he uh, has showed himself alive. Praise God that he did die and that he did rise from the dead. And he showed himself alive by many, the Bible says, infallible proofs, infallible proofs. So that, that word infallible proofs means proofs of certainty, proofs that cannot be possibly denied. And I know many people say, oh, well, we can deny this. No, you can't. Listen, listen, you can, you can try to deny these things, but you can't reject them. They're, they're, they're infallible proofs. People can deny anything they want to. But the reality is the facts are the facts. The proof is the proof. And we're going to go into that in a moment. Amen. But you have, amen, not just one or two eyewitness accounts of the resurrection of the Savior. You have multiple number of accounts of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're going to go to that right now. We're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Uh, and the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory that what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Amen. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Cephas, of course, referring to the apostle Peter. Then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain under this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, but I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Amen. So the Bible teaches that Christ appeared to 500 brethren at one time. Amen. At one time. So you're dealing with hundreds of people who have witnessed the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to what the apostle Paul says here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Now, understanding that the Apostle Paul was not always a Christian, was not always a believer, was not always born again. He was a persecutor of the church, as he mentioned here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Amen. We just read it. He was a persecutor of the church of God. Hallelujah. He calls himself the least of the apostles because of that. And so he met the Savior on the road to Damascus. Praise God. Who? The risen Christ. Amen. Not Christ de that's dead in the grave and his bones decayed. That No, that didn't happen. 
That did not happen. He rose from the dead. And the prophet, amen, the prophecy was made by Brother David. Praise God in Psalms chapter number 16. Yes, Psalms chapter number 16. The Bible tells us, amen, concerning the, resur the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is prophesied in the book of Psalms chapter number 16 by Brother David or King David. Amen. And the Bible calls him a prophet. And so here's what David says in verse number 10 of Psalm chapter number 16. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer that holy one to see corruption. And so this is a messianic prophecy concerning the, the Lord Jesus Christ, that his soul will not be left in hell and he will not suffer his holy one to see corruption. Now, knowing that Christ, when he died, Amen. He went to a place called Abraham's bosom. He didn't go to the place of torment. Amen. And be tormented. That's not what it means here that he went to hell to be tormented. No, that's false. Amen. He went to Abraham's bosom. That's what he said to the thief on the cross. Amen. Said, Today shall thou be with me in where? Paradise. Hallelujah. In Abraham's bosom. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. A place of paradise. And so that's where he went. And we see this recorded in Luke's gospel, chapter number 16. When the rich man died, he went to a place of torment, being in, lifting up his eyes, being in torment, being in hell. When Lazarus died, he was in Abraham's bosom in a place of bliss. That's where Christ went to, Abraham's bosom in the place of bliss. He preached to those there, amen, they believed on him, praise God, those in Abraham's bosom, amen. And then he rose from the dead, praise God. So the Bible teaches us this is what happened. Amen. He would not leave his soul in hell. He would not suffer his Holy One to see corruption. His bones would not corrupt. His body would not be decayed. Amen. Three days later, the Bible says he rose up from the dead according, glory, to the Holy Scriptures. Now, this is what the Bible refers to, amen, as infallible proofs. Infallible proofs. Well, that he died on the cross. Amen. Number one, he did die for our sins. Praise God. He died for the sins of the whole world. But that doesn't mean that everybody's going to accept his salvation. Amen. That doesn't mean that everybody is going to receive redemption. That doesn't mean everybody's going to go to heaven. You know, many people believe, oh, when someone dies, they're going to go to heaven. I don't know. It's not true. That's not true. Unless they're born again, unless they repent of their, of their sin and trusted the Lord Jesus Christ by faith alone for the salvation, they're not going to heaven. Sadly and tragically, they're going to go to an eternity in hell forever. And forever. And there's no escape. And I know that isn't, I know that, oh, that sounds harsh. Listen to me. I didn't write the Bible. This is what the Bible clearly teaches. And God is just. God has provided a way of escape, a way of salvation for everyone to be saved from the damnation of hell. Amen. By the blood of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So now you may say, well, oh, preacher, that's what you believe. And that's not my belief. That's not. Listen, you can believe what you like. God has given every man a, a free will to believe what they want. But that doesn't mean what you believe is true. Amen. And how do we know that Christianity is true? How do we know that the Bible is true? Well, by the evidence. God gave us a brain to think. God gave us a brain to reason. And so we understand by the evidence. Amen. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of Things not seen. So faith is not some kind of blind leap of faith where, we're, oh, I hope that the Bible's true. I hope that Christianity is right. I hope that I'm believing the right thing. I hope I'm going to heaven. Listen, that's not the faith that the Bible refers to. That's not the faith the Bible talks about. Faith the Bible talks about is substance, something that is tangible, something that is real. Amen. It's 
evidence, hallelujah, that we can, amen, uh, base our life upon, amen, base our trust upon, amen, and so it's based upon the word of God, and we know because of the fact that God's word has come to pass, the prophecies have come to pass in the word, not one word of God, amen, has filled to the ground and has been uh, false at all in any way, shape, or form, so we can trust his word 100% as a result, amen, and that's what it means when the Bible is evidence, 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 amen, of things hopeful, amen, the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen, amen, because God has already promised things in the past. He promised the Messiah would come, be born of the lineage of King David, of the tribe of Judah, be born in Bethlehem and so forth. All those prophecies have come to pass to the exact detail. And so we can understand as a result of all those things. Hallelujah. That God will continue to keep his word in regards to those who trust the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, because of that, now we have the evidence. It's like a, your employer. Amen. If your, if your employer pays you a wage, which, of course, they will if, they, if you're, they're your employer, obviously. But they have never missed a paycheck, never missed a pay period ever in the last 25 years. Would you doubt? The next pay period, the next two weeks or next week or whatever, whenever you get paid, the day that you get paid, would you doubt that you will get that paycheck? No. You won't doubt it based upon the evidence, hallelujah, of the past that they have kept their promise, that they have kept their word. Well, how much more the word of God, hallelujah, which cannot lie. Amen. So therefore, we understand by the evidence of Holy Scripture that God's word comes to pass the, for hallelujah, 100% without any error or contradiction. And we can trust it 100% and we can rely upon the word of Almighty God from Genesis to Revelation that there is no mistake, no error no contradiction praise God no falsehood amen but it's pure it's holy it's righteous it's true and we can depend upon it Jesus says that word is truth amen and so therefore we understand by the evidence hallelujah that heaven is real hell is real and those who die in their sins according to the word of God the Bible says will go to hell very clearly the Bible says, he that hath the Son of God hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life, but the wrath, the judgment of God abideth on him. So that's what the Bible says very clearly. The way to hell is wide. Jesus says that broad is a gate, you know, and praise God, broad is a way, and uh, wide is a gate, broad is a way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, but few there be that find it, praise God. The way to hell is why. Why? Because they don't want to believe the word of God. They doubt the resurrection of Christ. Listen, if Christ is not risen from the dead, if he did not rise up from that dead, if he didn't die on the cross, but it, and rise up from the dead, then the Christian faith is nothing but vanity. The Bible says, amen, the apostle Paul says, right here in the, in the scripture, amen, of 1 Corinthians 15, if he didn't rise from the dead, but he did rise from the dead. The evidence is there. Amen. If, if listen, no one's going to die for something that they made up to be a lie. Uh-huh. People can die for something that they believe is true, yet and yet is a lie. But nobody's going to die for something that they made up to be a lie. And they know it's a lie. Amen. They're not going to die for something like that. Hallelujah. These apostles, amen, all of them, 
I mean, you may get one crazy person that may do it, but you're not going to get multitudes of people doing it. You have all these apostles willing to die for the truth of the gospel. Amen. Because they know that they saw him die on the cross, that he fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ, fulfilled what's in the word of God pertaining to the Messiah dying on the cross, rising from the dead. Amen. That he's coming back to judge the quick and the dead. And they know that they have uh, fleed uh, from the wrath that is to come. They passed from death to life. And so they weren't afraid to die. Because they know that this physical life is only for a, but for a moment. That they will go now, hallelujah, to their heavenly home. Praise God, where there's neither death, nor sorrow, nor more pain. Amen. Where they live with the Lord Jesus Christ forever and forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so that's why they're willing to die for the truth. Amen. But, but here's the evidence of it now. You have all these eyewitnesses like the Apostle Paul, who was a persecutor of Christians, who saw his resurrection from the dead. But you have the apostles, amen, who first doubted his resurrection, who doubted the uh, resurrection of Christ when they were told, amen, by the two who came from uh, Emmaus, who walked on the road to Emmaus, amen, in Luke's gospel, chapter 24. They also, amen, thought that, that when the women told them that Christ rose from the dead, they thought it to be idle fables. The apostles didn't believe the women, amen, until the Lord himself appeared to them. Hallelujah. Here, the Bible tells us he appeared to them. Now, how did he do this? Amen. Well, while they were in the room, amen, praise God, together, hallelujah, the Savior appeared to the apostles in Luke's gospel, chapter number 24. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the, what we understand to be the infallible proofs that the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, performed, amen, by showing himself alive, not just for one or two days. The Bible says for 40 days, 40 days, amen, he appeared. He did not ascend up to heaven until 40 days after his resurrection from the dead. Now, what's the purpose of all that? Again, as we mentioned, God, amen, is a God who gave us, amen, the ability to think, the ability to reason, the ability to understand. Now, he did this to show the evidence, listen to me now, the evidence of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Why, amen, first of all, why after he died on the cross, amen, why did the soldier pierce the Savior in his side? What was the significance of this? The significance of of the soldier piercing Christ in his side is to prove that Jesus Christ of Nazareth actually did physically die on the cross. He didn't die just in appearance like the false Gnostics would like to suggest. Amen. That false heresy. He, he, he didn't, amen, uh, just have somebody else to, that, that appeared on the cross like Islam would falsely suggest in the Quran. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. But if the evidence that God gave, amen, that Christ did die on the cross, amen, hallelujah, and by the piercing in his side proved that it was Jesus Christ of Nazareth that in fact did actually die upon the cruel of the cross for the remission of our sins. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, hallelujah, praise God. We're going to get to this in a moment. You also have, amen, the piercings in his hand. Why did Christ, when he rose up from the dead, never, didn't, didn't, just, uh, didn't just get rid of all the piercings and in, in the, in the wound in his side? Why not? There's a reason for all this. It's evidence, amen? The evidence that showed that it was Christ that was crucified, amen, on the cross. That's what the piercings show, amen? There were many that were pierced on, on a cross, 
but but you know maybe they were taken down and, and they didn't die listen christ was pierced on the cross he was the one that was crucified and the amen by his hands the nail prints in his hands on the cross and the piercing in his side shows the evidence that it was him that died hallelujah and so now after his resurrection from the dead praise god hallelujah he appears to his disciples amen and they don't believe they don't believe at first praise god they, they doubt but they see him and they know that he did rise from the dead praise god and they believe after that they they believe because they're in shock that he did that he rose from now jesus already mentioned that he would rise up from the dead but they were in shock amen the women already told them that they that they uh, that he rose up from the dead but they were in shock and so now they see him and the bible says they believed amen they trusted him hallelujah Praise God. And they were affrighted in Luke's gospel, chapter number 37. He said, but when they were, but they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And Jesus said, and he said unto them, why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? He says in verse 39, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I. Handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus did not rise spiritually from the dead as the false. Amen. Jehovah's Witness or the Watchtower Bible Tracts Society would suggest. He rose up physically from the dead. He died physically on the cross. Rose up physically from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. These are infallible proofs that we're talking about here. Praise God. Infall proofs that cannot be denied. Amen. Proofs that cannot be denied. So we see here, amen, the Bible goes on and talks about, amen, after he appeared to his di disciples, his apostles, there was one that wasn't there. There was Thomas. Amen. So he appears now unto Thomas. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, amen, because Thomas, of course, doubted. Amen. And so the Bible says he appears on the first day of the week. Praise God. And Thomas says this, but Thomas, one of verse 24 of, of John's gospel, chapter 21, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Listen, this now. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut. Praise God. He went right through the doors in his new glorified body and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger. Now, why, how, why did he do this? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. He's all knowing. He already knew what Thomas said. Amen. Praise God. Even before Thomas would even say it. Now, the Bible says here, he said to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Amen. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Praise be to God. Amen. That's why the evidence here. He says to Thomas, look, Thomas. Reach hither thy finger. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Reach hither thy finger. And he said, what? Put it into my hand. Amen. Hallelujah. And then he said, reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. So reach hither thy finger, put it into my hands while the nail prints in his hand. He did not die on a stake. He did not die. Listen, the, the, the Jehovah's Witnesses like to believe uh, that he died on a stake. He did not. Christ died on a cross. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says the nails in his hand, the nail prints in his hands. Amen. And that's why Thomas said, amen. Unless I put my finger, listen to what he says here in John's gospel, chapter 
uh, 21 verse 25, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, plural, the print of the nails too. Amen. And so he didn't die in a stake where one nail was, was thrust into two hands, but he died on a cross, amen, where there was one nail for each hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's clear in the scripture. And Christ, amen, amen, showed this evidence to Thomas. And he says to Thomas, reach into thy hand, finger, and put it into my hands. Reach into thy hand and put it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Amen. The evidence of the nail prints in his hands again show, hallelujah, the infallible proof that it was Christ, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that died on the cross. Not Judas, not somebody else, in Christ's place, amen, as the Quran would blasphem blasphemously like to suggest it's a lie from the pit of hell. It was not somebody else. It was clearly the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth and him alone that did die. Hallelujah, precious Savior, on the cross of Calvary for the remission of our sins. It was him, amen, hallelujah, that was crucified, amen, on that cross. It was him that died on that cross, amen, by the, by the uh, piercing in his side. Hallelujah. It was was him that was crucified by the nail prints in his hands and those two pieces of evidence show that it was Christ that died on the cross for our sins and now hallelujah we see the infallible proof hallelujah of the evidence of the resurrection of the Savior by him appearing to his disciples amen um, to the women amen to those walking on the road to Emmaus the disciples themselves said amen they didn't believe the testimony of those credible women of those credible men and now they believe now Thomas I don't believe anybody else. I don't believe what Peter said. No, sir. I don't believe what James and John says. I don't believe it until I put my finger into his hand. In my hand and his side, I will not believe. And now the Lord Jesus Christ appears. Hallelujah. Amen to Thomas. I'm a week after he appeared to the rest of the disciples. And he says that Thomas, glory be to God, reach hither thy finger. Amen. Hallelujah. And put it into my hands. And reach hither thy hand and put it into my side. I'll be thy faithless but believing and Thomas said my Lord and my God he realized that Jesus Christ of Nazareth hallelujah savior is not just some kind of prophet is not just some kind of religious leader is not just some kind of religious artifact of the past but he is God in flesh that died for our sin that rose again from the dead that appeared amen hallelujah by many infallible proofs hallelujah being seen of them amen Man, praise God for 40 days uh, being seated above 500 brethren at one time uh, hallelujah and now we have a more sure word of prophecy uh, that we better believe this gospel or if we don't we'll die in our sins uh, listen my friend the Bible says very clearly very clearly amen that neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men uh, whereby we must be saved uh, only the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth can save you from hell can save me from hell and give us everlasting life you need to trust him as your savior you need to repent of your sins uh, turn away from your homosexuality turn away from your adultery turn away from your transgenderism turn away from your lying your stealing hallelujah your blasphemy turn away from all those ungodly music all those ungodly movies amen all that filth and perversion and mess hallelujah those ungodly video games that maybe we can go on down the list those, that, that poker amen that 
Campbell, turn from your sin, amen. Turn from all the ungodliness, the perverse, uh, praise God, provocative, loose clothing, amen. All that mess, turn to the Savior and be born again by his spirit. He will receive you if you come to him by faith uh, and repent of your sins. Uh, hallelujah, but he rose up from the dead. Uh, thank God, amen. Uh, just like, amen, hallelujah, the hymn writer wrote, up from the grave he arose uh, with a mighty triumph over his foes. Praise God. He arose a victor from the dark domain uh, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose. Hallelujah. He arose. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Christ arose. Praise God. There is no, there is no absolutely not one shred. Amen. Of anybody's word or anybody's statement that will contradict the infallible proofs found in the scripture. Oh, you say, well, we don't believe it's not enough for us. You just quoted from the Bible. Listen, those people that doubt the truth of the word of God, no matter what you give them, they will doubt it. They will doubt it. They will doubt it no matter what. Hallelujah. They don't want to believe because they want to remain in their sin. They want to remain in their iniquity. They don't want to turn from their sin and their abomination. They love their sin. They love their pleasure. They love the pleasures of sin. So they will not believe no matter what. But hallelujah, those who have honest hearts, those who are tr truly desiring to know the truth uh, will come to know the truth and the truth will set you free the truth is the Lord Jesus Christ amen uh, and the Bible says very clearly hallelujah amen ye, praise God uh, he said Jesus said, I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me when you have the apostles themselves amen showing that they even doubted the resurrection amen and now why did God do that why did God allow that to happen he wanted that to happen, amen, to show us, praise God, the infallible proofs that this was not some kind of fairy tale, that this is not some kind of little story, amen, made up, amen, by uh, these fishermen of the past. No, sir. This was the word of God being fulfilled. Amen. As we went to the book of Psalms, amen, the Bible says he would not allow his holy one to see corruption. Amen. Praise God. But he would rise up from the dead. This is clearly what the scriptures teach, the infallible proofs of the word of God. So if anybody wants to deny this, they can go ahead if they want to, but they're, gonna, they're rejecting the truth. They're throwing away the obvious. Amen. The Bible has proven itself to be true by, by the facts of history, archaeology, Bible prophecies, we just claimed, amen, and the eyewitness accounts of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. We can't go through all the prophecies at this time. We'd love to. But amen, we touched on the resurrection of Christ. We touched on the prophecies of Christ being born in Bethlehem, lineage of King David and tribe of Judah and so forth. Amen. And the infallible eyewitness accounts. Now, no court of law would ever, will ever, amen, throw aside the eyewitness accounts of one person and much less more than 500 people. But you have over 500 people claim that they saw the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. You have a man who was a persecutor of the church, hated Christians, killed them, brought them to death, the Apostle Paul or Saul of Tarsus. Amen. Before he became the Apostle Paul. Amen. What happened to him? He became a Christian, saw the risen Christ on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter number nine. Amen. Fell off, amen. Fell off his horse, saw the Savior. Amen. He became a Christian and, and pretty much the church's greatest preacher. Amen. In Christianity. So listen, hallelujah. This gospel is real, is real. I want to close with this. There was a man by the name of Simon Greenleaf. Amen. A man by the name of Simon Greenleaf. Now, who is Simon Greenleaf? He was one of the principal founders of the Harvard School of Law, Simon Greenleaf. He wrote, amen, he wrote uh, a book called The Testimony of the Evangelist Examined by the Rules of Evidence Administered in Courts 
of justice. I'm going to read that again. He wrote a book called The Testimony of the Evangelist, examined by the rules of evidence administered in courts of justice in 1846, in the 19th century. Simon Greenleaf, amen. He wanted to prove whether or not the accounts of the Gospels were true, whether or not the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ was in fact true or was some kind of fabrication made up by first century fanatics. So he wanted to find out the truth of this situation. Amen. So he, he looked at the credibility of the witnesses. Amen. He looked at their credibility and their honesty, their ability. He looked at their uh, consistency and he looked at their conformity. Amen. Of the evidence that they gave. Praise God. So that's what he was looking at. That was where he was basing his tests upon. What was his conclusion of everything? This is what he said at the end of his conclusion. Amen. Praise God. He says this, and I quote, praise God. All that Christianity asks of men on this subject is that they would be consistent with themselves, that they would treat its evidences as they treat the evidence of other things, and that they would try and judge is actors and witnesses as they deal with their fellow men when testifying to human affairs and actions in human tribunals. Let the witnesses be compared with themselves, with each other, and with the surrounding facts and circumstances, and let their testimony be sifted as if it were given in a court of justice on the side of the adverse party, the witnesses being subjected to a rigorous cross-examination. The result it is confidently believed, will be an undoubting conviction of their integrity, ability, and truth. Either the men of Galilee were men of superlative wisdom and extensive knowledge and experience and of deeper skill in the arts of deception than any and all others before or after them, or they have truly stated the astonishing things which they saw and heard. Praise God. Amen. So the resurrection is true, my friend. You To deny these things, Simon Greenleaf, amen, praise God, went to find out whether these, amen, statements by, by the gospel writers were in fact true by looking at the evidence, amen. And he found out, no, sir, these things, amen, were 100% true by the evidence. These men were, either they were some kind of men of of, 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 of um, impeccable wisdom that brought forth some kind of great deception or in fact their statements had to be true and we know that they praise God that it was no deception their statements were in fact true he came to the conclusion that the gospel writers the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ was 100% true without any error or contradiction according to the word of God and we know hallelujah that he rose from the dead we know that he's coming back again and that's why you need to be ready you need to be ready to meet the risen savior you need to be ready hallelujah repent of your sin and, me and receive the lord jesus christ before it's too late don't believe the lies of this ungodly world of the atheist the agnostic amen the fool is sitting in his heart there is no god the evidence testifies in their face against them amen hardly their own lives even testify against them that they're living in sin they're deceived listen my friend you can know the lord you can be saved you can be born again you can escape the damnation of hell and be given everlasting life praise god god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him praise the lord should not perish but have everlasting life my friend you could be saved i mean truly saved not just a false 
Amen. Have a false salvation, which unfortunately many of the churches today preach. A false salvation. Don't even tell you to repent of nothing. Just say a little prayer and accept Jesus and you're, you're a Christian. It doesn't work that way. When you pray this prayer, you got to be, you got to mean it from your heart. You got to truly repent from your spirit to be saved and truly trust Christ by faith alone for your salvation. That's the only way to be saved, my friend. Amen. Not just adding Christ to your sinful state can redeem you. That won't redeem you at all. Or coming to Jesus, oh, I, I just, he'll accept me for who I am. Christ will never accept you for who you are. That's why he died on the cross for you, so that you could be saved and be born again and repent of your sin and become a new creature. If that was the case, he wouldn't have to die. He died so you could be saved of your iniquity and repent of it. Turn from that alcohol, turn from them cigarettes, turn away from that marijuana, turn away from all that adultery and fornication and that pornography and homosexuality and transgenderism whatever repent if we don't the bible says except you repent you shall all likewise perish but you can't praise god repent you can trust the savior who loved you amen and who loves you and who died on that cross and rose again from the dead and who's coming back again if you want to ask the lord jesus christ in your heart to save you from sin and to be ready to go to heaven you can just pray this prayer with me lord jesus amen say from the bottom of your heart if you're not saved lord jesus i am a sinner lord i deserve to go to hell for violating your law for breaking your commandments Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for rising from the dead according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior, both now and forever. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, Lord, I will live for you, I will serve you, and I will walk with you. In your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you pray that prayer and you meant it from your heart and you truly repented of your sin and trust the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ by faith to be your personal Lord and Savior, amen. We want to give you, amen, send you our free booklet, absolutely free, what it means to be born again for new Christians, amen. Praise God. You can just go on our website, amen, internationaldeliveranceministries.org, and email us, amen. We'll send that to you, praise God. And we, of course, working on an online version very soon that we'll, we'll have Hopefully in the next few days, amen, that will be online where you can just download it off the website as well. We love you. We're praying for you, amen. For those of you who are serving the Lord, continue to serve him. The Lord's coming back. Don't compromise for nobody, but be steadfast, unmovable in the faith because the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, is coming back. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless. Jesus.